what is up everybody welcome back to the love is blind recap podcast <laughs> uh as you might remember Matthew and i have already finished a series uh aaron and david have not so david oh uh, where are you now in love is blind the couples have gone th- it was the last day of their retreat after like i'm on like episode six or something which is i think when they move in together when they first move in together Gotcha. If I remember correctly. They I, are not practicing social distancing. No, they are not. <laughs> that resort was popping. <laughs> that um so have you seen like the, the Lauren Cameron conversation about like their living spaces? No, I have not yet. Okay, I'll hold off on that then. Sorry, I know. If you need me to like unplug for a little bit to talk about it, that's fine. No, it's fine. I just more wanted to hear you talk more about how Jessica is the worst. Oh, we can get there, too. <laughs> we can still get there. I have enough information to be dangerous with Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we... Let's, let's do it, then. I just... Okay. I don't know what we're waiting on. So, it's not like we're doing... <laughs> you know, we're not, not like going we anywhere. anything else to talk we're about. We're not going anywhere. My <laughs> butt is staying right here on this couch for the next two weeks. Um... <laughs> No, but listen, as soon as Jessica and Barnett had their thing, and then Barnett was like, I don't know if I can do this, and I knew for a fact that Jessica was going to go back and be trifling with Mark, and I was like, Mark, Hispanic bros, come on, like, we gotta have some self-respect for, like, for this, you gotta have more self-respect than this, you cannot just let her trot back in here and treat you like that. And he did. Anyway, uh, so it's kind of hard he, for me. Spoiler alert, that keeps happening. I, yeah. Like, as it happens before, it keeps happening. And Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's hard for me to feel bad for him because you got to know what you're walking into. And also, you walk around with a guitar on your back everywhere. You're going to get some bad things happening to you. So it's like, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, to this Aaron. point, he she's like... She's just super trifling. That's all I'm going to say. Also, dogs dogs cannot drink wine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am the episode, I think, before the bachelor parties. I am at, like, episode nine, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Um, David, have you seen the birthday party yet? I don't think I have. Oh, man. Whose birthday? Barnett's. Barnett's. I, oh god, that sounds terrible. No, I have not. <laughs> there are fights abound in that one. Oh no. Oh yes. I'm excited. And also terrified. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why like this is just like why like me included, people that like don't like The Bachelor or like don't watch The Bachelor are loving Love is Blind. I think it's just because it's a different concept really. I think it's the whole kind of different uh, concept rather than taking one person and have them date everybody. I mean, of course, everybody's dating everybody, but the idea that you can't see them, that's the cool thing. And then I think it still does cover a lot of the Bachelor kind of tropes, though. You end up, like, allowing them time to spend together, um, like, in person, meeting families, doing all sorts of stuff like that, too. So I think it's a good mixture, but it's also a new concept overall, I would say. I think that's And I also think that I think the multiple couples part probably makes it more interesting as well. 
I, I because can't you've lie. got a lot of a lot more storylines going on. I can't lie. With the moment that they all saw each other for the first time, so like they had seen the couples, but when they brought all of them together after they had all been engaged, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna get good now. Ah, oh, this is gonna be good." So that ramps that up. Is, that is when the season ramps up like twenty, like two hundred percent. Is when they all finally see each other. Well, because you got to think like they all talk to each other and at least form some kind of emotional relationship with each other. And on top of that, some of them were like really considering like being with each other for the rest of their lives. And now, now they're meeting the actual person behind the screen for the first time. And some people are comparing their respective person to others. You know, as as one does, as one and having does. potentially instant regrets. Instant, like genuinely, like two minutes after they first saw him. <laughs> like, oh man, I need season two right now. I've also been watching Back with the Exes on Netflix, <clears throat> which I mean, it's not as good as Love Is Blind, but if you need more, like multiple couples just going through it and you, they are obviously <laughs> not good for each other, it is the show to watch. What is it about? I presume they get back with their ex? Yeah, four people um, ask their exes if they want to get back together. And, like They broke up for like many different reasons. Some people it was distance, some people it was cheating, some people it was like, like whatever. But um, yeah, they're in Australia and they follow their and trying to get back with each other. So, like, first they start off in a hotel room for two nights. Or they have two hotel rooms, but they can choose to spend the night with each other if they want to. Um, and then after that, they go to one of their houses and live there for a week. Then they go to the other person's house and live there for a week. Then they go on vacation together. And at the end of the vacation, they decide if they want to stay together or not. Interesting. Ironically enough, my co-star today was Don't Text Your Ex. Are you going to? No. <laughs> I have no um, intentions of ever doing that. Does co-star roast you every day? I heard that co-star does that. Not every day, but a lot of the time. I like myself too much to have like computers roast me. Without like asking computers to roast me, <laughs> some of them are roasting me, but they're super vague. Like one day, my co-star horoscope was: if your choice is do what I say or starve, that's not a choice at all. I like to think that it's like not actually like, like it's just some dude, like this fourteen-year-old kid <laughs> in like Peoria, Illinois, just like. <laughs> putting as much flames into this app as possible. And the algorithm chooses them. Spits them back out. I never was into the whole astrology thing. I think it's fun. So I think it can be fun. What's I your like, signs? Well, I'm a, I am um, a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. I'm going to pull I, up my chart from CoStar. Yeah, I am a, a Leo Sun, um, Aquarius, Rising, Scorpio Moon. I am a Libra Sun, Capricorn Rising, Pisces Moon. I don't. Know I, what, I don't know about all the rising I, moon yeah. and everything. All I know is I'm a Taurus. Y'all got to get on CoStar. I, I have no idea. I, I'm just a Capricorn, bro. I'm just, 
<laughs> I'm just a Capricorn. Let, let me pull this up real quick. I know I'm a full-blown Taurus. That's I knew that. I'm surprised that I don't have any Leo in mine. I don't know enough about astrology to tell you if you are. I mean, are you like me? Is Aaron like me? <laughs> I feel like I'm not that... I'm not that Leo-ish. I feel like people flame Leos for no reason, too. But I also feel like I don't exhibit the qualities that would get me <laughs> flamed as a Leo. Y'all can respond and tell me why I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I don't, like I said, I don't know enough about astrology to flame you on anything. All I see is people on Twitter go, oh my god, that was like so Pisces of you. And like <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I see. And I'm like, I don't I know, know what that Tauruses means. I know are stubborn as hell in Maverick, yeah. I've yeah. already confirmed that on this very podcast. <laughs> Maverick's I also stubborn, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I like on CoStar that you can add friends and then see how compatible you are with them based on your signs. I want to figure out how compatible we are, Aaron. Let's do it. So, like, for example, me and Yalissa, uh, we are very compatible in our moods and emotions, love and pleasure, sex and aggression, philosophies of life, and senses of responsibility, we are have challenging pairings in our basic identities and intellect and communication. I feel like those are important things. <laughs> if you are clashing in your basic identity, I feel like that's kind of a, a barrier for everything else moving forward. <laughs> Wait, what's your sun sign again? I'm a Libra sun. Libra Sun Compatibility Friendship Let's see Mutual Assistance and Collaboration Libra could calm Leo's energetic nature and soften their extravagant enthusiasm The two signs are ideal for each other Nice We're meant to be, Aaron <laughs> The stars decided it Y'all want to chat about the CBA the one sports thing that's happened? Sure. Also, the fact that everything is canceled. Oh yeah, which one first? Everything's canceled. I guess we should mention that. <laughs> or um, no CBA or the CBA. Which one do y'all want to do? Let's do the CBA first. Let's avoid reality for as long as possible. <laughs> okay, so the NFLPA passed um, the CBA. It was a very tight vote. It was fifty-one and a half percent to forty-eight and a half percent of those that voted. Um. And there will be labor peace in the NFL through 2030. Um, so the, the this year, this upcoming football season, assuming we're having a football season, <laughs> um, the only change will be an extra playoff team, an extra wildcard team, and then the full changes will start going into effect in the 2021 season. I, According to ESPN, it doubtful that we will have a 17th game in 2021 is probable that we will have a 17th game in 2022 so let's start with playoffs extra playoff team how do you feel about it i think it benefits teams like the titans that are always on like that kind of outside looking in fighting for a last playoff spot Uh, especially in the when you have teams that are very clear-cut favorites it's easier for like the second and third team of a division to be able to get in better so it's one team on each conference, correct? Yes. Yes. It also means only the top seed gets the bye. 
that's the more interesting part of this, I felt like, at least. Yeah, I think that's a major difference because that puts the one seed at a really big advantage now. True. And, like, people mentioned that, like, this year with the seventh playoff team, it would have been, like, Duck Hodges versus whoever was the two seed in the, a- in the AFC. And, like, yeah, like, this year it would have been a very weak, seventh team but there are years where they're going to be very strong seventh um teams i feel like six was enough i'm not super pressed having a seventh um it's just more chances for my team to make the playoffs so right. I'm not yeah. gonna, uh, that's true but i like i don't know i feel like in the nba eight teams from each conference seems like too much to me and so i feel like over time, they're probably going to want to increase the number of playoff teams again. I think that eight teams per conference is too many, in my opinion. Eight teams? Yeah, eight is... That's over half... That's exactly half the league. Yeah, it's half the league. In the MLB, five teams per league make it. That's ten out of thirty. That's a third. And it used to be eight out of thirty. I mean, basketball has recently. more than half. Mm-hmm. 16 of 30. Yeah. And hockey, 16 of 31, right? Yes, I think. It'll be interesting, but I'm not I'm not against it. I just know that players are more worried about that 17th game or not at least not happy about the 17th game prospect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's split though because all the minimum players are like, you mean I'm gonna make t- at least two hundred fifty thousand more dollars a year? I'll take that. Right. Honestly, I mean, with a CBA this close, and that's another part of it—the fact that the vote was this close. There's got to be some kinds of tensions that come from that, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, well, it's well, the players who are making max money don't want it. Who are making like large amounts of money don't want it to pass because of how much money is being left on the table. But in reality, if you're a minimum salary guy, how can you say no to an extra $250,000 a year? Yeah. And the max players are like, wait, we have to play in that 17th game. The, um, the league minimum guys don't have to, or unless they like change up how they're gonna, like if they're, everyone has to sit the game or whatever, but Assuming that that doesn't go into effect, the max players are going to be the ones who have to play in that game, and the league minimum guys are riding the bench making another quarter mil. Mm-hmm. Is this going to affect uh, the calendar of the league? Like, will this move back the Super Bowl at all? It might push it a week. If they I know add that, another bye week, it would. I know that with the 18-game proposal... They said that the Super Bowl would be moved back to the last week of February, I'm pretty sure. I think that one factors in another bye week. Yeah. Oh, and the playoff game is getting removed as well. Or not playoff, a preseason game is getting removed. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I think everyone's one, right with that. Only week three of the preseason matters in most cases. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like there's no reason for, like, most people to watch the preseason unless you're really into position battles like you there's no reason for a vast majority of NFL um, fans to watch the preseason so 
but it does get those bottom of the roster guys more shine. Mm-hmm. And maybe with their being, maybe they'll get more playing time with less time to evaluate talent. You got to get them on the field to see what they got. So. Stephen A. is also fuming probably right now, jokingly so. Because yeah, they one. no longer have to stay off the weed. Duh. Josh Gordon is ecstatic. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that that is the case now. Because in the NBA, they still can suspend you for positive, right? I don't think they even test in the NBA. Yeah, Do I don't they think not? they test for it. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, th- I thought that the NBA, they uh, focus more on treatment than on punishment. Hmm. But I yeah. might be wrong. And I know I'm pretty positive hockey doesn't test either. Yeah. Now, all jokes aside, Stephen A. has always said that he's never really had a problem, especially for a medicinal use. But he he kind of cited more the idea of the fact that it's a policy that you can't do it and people don't have the discipline to follow the said policy. But that's a whole nother debate for a whole nother time. Right. Yeah. He, he said his deal was if it's going to actively be worse for you to do it, just don't do it. But, you know, there's other debates to go on around that argument, but I also don't get paid to talk on national TV. <laughs> yeah, so CBA is passed. We will not be having a strike. We will not be having a lockout. Um, the owners will get to renegotiate um with their renegotiate the TV deals. And I think there's something about the players um, being able to lock down more money with um, whenever this new deal takes place. Whenever they, this new deal gets signed, they'll be able to get a higher percentage of the league revenue. So, I think I saw somebody say, it was some former MB, or NFL player say that this was good for the league because... NFL players are divisive. Like you're talking about that those min-max guys where there's different sets of interests across the board. And going on strike traditionally hasn't really worked out well for the players because they aren't good at agreeing or uh, like getting behind one cause. And that's what he said was like the CBA, it was good that they agreed on it because he thinks that it would have been worse if they would have went on strike. And I found that That, interesting. That might be true. Like, over 2,000 players, I mean, just about 2,000 players voted in the CBA. That's a lot of people to get on the same page. A lot of people with different priorities in different stages of their careers. Right, exactly. So it's a lot of very, it's too many different interests to be, you know, going in the same direction. Which makes sense. What else with the CBA? Uh, it increases the roster size, right? By like a couple? Yeah, increase um, game day active roster by two. So more minimum players will get paid. And I think it's a requirement is one of them has to be an um, offensive lineman. And I think it also increases the practice squad size. From 10 to 12. Yeah. Which is more people getting paid, which is good. So, more people are getting paid, but 
I I I think that they probably could have gotten a better deal than what they got to make a couple of the um, Max and quarterback people happier. But I mean, like I said, with a union this big, it's hard to get everyone on the same page. I did not mm-hmm. go to school for labor relations, so I can't really speak that much to it. But apparently, the new um, president of the NFLPA literally went like his major in school was labor relations. So I think they interesting. In good hands, yeah. All right. So, with that out of the way, everything's canceled. <laughs> the All world, things are canceled. Yeah, the world has stopped pretty much. <laughs> um, it's super weird. Um, I wonder if all this would have happened if Rudy Gobert didn't put his nasty hands on everything. <laughs> um, which he's since apologized for, but still putting his nasty hands on everything. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's really weird that like it's eight o'clock at night and I'm not missing anything from sports. Like Selection Sunday, which is today. Mm-hmm. But you can't miss the tournament if there's no tournament. True. Nope. Yeah, I applaud the NCAA's decision to not release a bracket. We didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings with the seating that Carolina would have gotten. No, 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 no. Strong sixteen. <laughs> the most dangerous 16 seed in the history of the tournament. I, I also applaud Duke's decision to withdraw from the tournament where they acknowledged they would not even return if the if it was rescheduled uh, rather than withdraw before the tournament gets canceled and losing in the Sweet 16. I wonder if the AP voters are going to vote one more time. That would be interesting. And declare a national champion or just vote to vote. I'm vote to vote, and then like the number one team could say they could put up like our Helms banner, like 1924. It's like, hey, Kansas, number one team in the country at the end of the season, last vote, number one team in the country, we're national champions. I would All who disagree, it. say I. Nobody. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly would not hate on it. I would. Hey, respect the hustle. But um, yeah, that Wednesday was a super weird day. It was like that was the day that everyone went, oh, crap. (laughs) This is for real, for real, you know, because that it was like and I'm sure y'all were I don't know if y'all were keeping up with it live. But like that 30 minute span where it was like I think it first was like Tom Hanks and then it was Rudy Gobert. And then it was like the, the OKC Jazz game got canceled or postponed. And then you found out that he – like I joked around like, oh, he probably has coronavirus. And then it turns out he actually did have coronavirus and we were like, uh, what? <laughs> and, and, you know, and they were quarantined and it was just a crazy, crazy 30 minutes. And I, it felt like the world stopped. Like it was nuts. I don't know how y'all felt. Then you I, have the but, conference tournaments being canceled. Then you have uh, NBA season suspending indefinitely. There was the whole video. I was – the Mavs were the last game, so if the season's over, the Mavericks won the last game of the year. It's therefore, yeah. they are the NBA champions. <laughs> but they caught uh, Mark Cuban's reaction. He got like the text saying that. Yeah, he went absolutely ballistic. He couldn't believe it. Uh, then you have later on the entire NCAA tournament gets canceled, and then it just was a domino effect from there. It was, like I said, I've never seen anything like that. It's this is something that's completely unprecedented. 
And so it's, it's some crazy times we're in. Uncharted territory is the words that I keep hearing. Yeah, we haven't had like a pandemic pandemic since like, what, Spanish flu? Like it's been a smooth 102 years. So, I mean, on a global scale, everything has just kind of come to a halt as far as sporting events. You know, like at first we saw people saying, okay, no fans allowed. Um, And then it moved into straight up cancellations or postponements. Now, the prevailing feeling that I've seen online is that the NBA season will continue. It'll just get pushed back. Which at this point has been pushed back at least two months because the CDC has just recommended that all gatherings more than 50% be canceled. Right, exactly. 50 people? 50 people is oh, okay. what I said. Gotcha. What I meant. You gotcha. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean... It's just like like you said, unprecedented times. I know that MLS was um, saying no fans. I don't know if they're still playing. Do they still play soccer games? Have they canceled the MLS? Like, have they canceled soccer stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I don't keep up. I know with that, the so. XFL season is canceled. <laughs> I almost it would have been really on so brand. Well. It would have been really on brand for them to keep keep it going. No, like I legit thought that the XFL were gonna get like a second season and then like. Eh. Nope, not finishing your first. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL just has to deal with the devil. It's like, we are off-season. We, <laughs> we have all these talking points where everyone can talk about our stuff and no one has to be there. <laughs> Our rival league just got their year canceled. I don't know what kind of deal Roger Goodell made. <laughs> so, it just, yeah. It's it just absolutely nuts. Although they said that they haven't really done anything with the NFL schedule. They're saying that we're they're still on course per se. That'll probably be the next holy crap moment is if football decides to change or cancel mm-hmm. anything due to it. Because they literally own a day of the week. Okay, you know what's gonna happen? What I've been saying on this podcast for the last two years. They are going to put the draft. They are going to send out push alerts to everybody. You do not have to have this entire production for a draft. You do not need these people there. Just call and send text, and that's all we need. (laughs) Hey, you up? We drafted you. It's a glorified roll call. (laughs) So, yeah, you got to think at this point the draft will get not canceled, but there won't be an in-person draft. No yeah, to it. A bunch of uh, players who were like on the fringe of like, is this going to be like a third rounder or a sixth or seventh rounder? They aren't having pro days anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. And the same thing's going to happen with the NBA, most likely. In college, too, there's all recruiting has been halted. Uh, school's been canceled. The spring seasons for sports have been canceled, too. The cool thing about that is the NCAA will grant an extra year for anyone involved with spring sports. Spring, not winter. Yeah, not basketball. So B Rob cannot come back still. So, yeah, it's just really, really strange. I feel like we're going to have a lot of like wacky NFL drafts where, like, in the coming years, they're going to be like, why did this person go in the seventh round? It was like, because no one knew. At this point, they were just picking names out of the hat. They're like, who's left? 
<laughs> but Jake is Jake still there? <laughs> Jake ends up being like better than Joe Burrow, better than Tua. <laughs> Leads his team to seven Super Bowls. In bright news, though, WWE's still going on. Is it really at the moment? Yes. I made to ask about that. It so is. WrestleMania is still on in Tampa. Hey, y'all got to chill. It's in Tampa. <laughs> um, and then they just did tape, or they didn't do tapings, but they did no audience Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Friday at their Performance Center, which is in Orlando. What is it about more than fifty people that people don't understand? <laughs> Like I said, this was no crowds though. This was, oh, you know, okay. it was literally well, you crowdless. Said WrestleMania is still on, did you? Right? WrestleMania, yeah, yes, is still on, and that's that's a big old stadium. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I liked. I watched SmackDown, and I liked that they were pumping up the non-existent crowd. <laughs> they, I mean, they were definitely having fun with it. Triple H was yes. on commentary, and I don't care what you think about Triple H; he's just a one-of-a-kind person. Mm-hmm. He can do literally everything. And tomorrow on Raw, Undertaker's back for his yearly WrestleMania storyline. Yes, he's going to face AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, versus the Phenom. <laughs> Goldberg's back. He's the Universal Champion he's at 53 old now, years isn't old. He? Yeah, Jesus. 53. He's going to face Roman Reigns, who's the cousin of The Rock. He's really good. John Cena is going to face the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Y'all, y'all need to look up the Fiend. He's the coolest guy in wrestling right now. He looks different than last time I saw him. Yeah, that's what they call repackaging in the business. Yeah, because he was like Duck Dynasty last time that I watched. Now, now he's got a cool mask, his alter ego, and he has like a cult-like TV show for kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's called the Firefly Funhouse. He does it every week. It's kind of like he's kind of like he acts like a Blues Clues like character, but then it ends up with like him saying like, "Let me in," because <laughs> that's the whole thing of the fiend is let me in, like with subliminal messages and everything. So yeah, it's wrestling's a fun time. I'm glad you still have your wrestling, Maverick. Yep, you now. should watch. It's, it's no, I, I I'll tune in every now and then if I see it so on. I'll leave it on for a couple minutes. And I like it. I it's good at marketing too. It. There's this wrestler named Braun Strowman. He's like six eight, three hundred and fifty pounds. He's from North Carolina. He was uh, born in like uh, near Watauga, and he has this saying of "You're gonna get these hands," but then when everything came out and everything got moved. Do the coronavirus. He said, everybody better wash these hands. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Y'all been washing your hands? Yes. Mm-hmm. No hand sanitizer because that's useless. Well, it's Did not you? useless. It's just not as good as. Well, it doesn't work on water. viruses. It's for bacteria. Well, if it's over 70% alcohol, it's still effective. Did y'all hear um, about that dude in Tennessee that was like, Hoarding all the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised. Did you oh. see that he got like raided by the government <laughs> like a couple hours ago? I did not. But like that they opened up his garage and got boxes and boxes of hand sanitizer out to take away from him. <laughs> the hand washing reminds me of one of the washer lyrics graphics that I made. I just sent it to y'all. I would like to know what you think of it. 
It looks like what? No, so look at the lyrics on the washier. It's called washier uh, lyrics, where you can put oh, the lyrics of any song oh. you want to the hand washing graphic. Uh, everything's going to crap. <laughs> Run, Isaac Azumba. <laughs> Pukes, please. Isaac Azumba, eight and eight. Eight and eight. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm about to be running out of stuff to do real quick. I am in the finals of my 2K season. So, like, I was going to... You got to get through it, because you, you don't have to go to the gym anymore when you finish season one. So like you get you get a stamina boost every game afterwards. So how uh I mean breaking it down for real life like so how has all of this affected you all in your real lives not just sports? Um my real life um I mean I work in a public place and it was just a matter of time for us like watching all the other museum design centers close. For two weeks, um, it's just been like, all right, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? And then it happened. Um, so, like work-wise, I am working from home for at least the next two weeks, and I mean that's gonna be chill. I have my laptop and everything; it's gonna be cool. Mentally, I'm not really that worried about myself. Like I have asthma, um, but I manage it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I am worried about my parents and the like other older people in my family. And I'm also worried about me, like, I might have coronavirus right now and be asymptomatic and just be spreading it to God knows who and not know. That really freaks me out. That freaks me out. Because, like, I was looking at stats because that's the only thing that, like, is getting me through this is trying to find some kind of positive stats. And this isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. a positive stat, but it's, like, something to keep an eye on is the fact that, like, in Italy, out of all of their deaths, there's only been two under the age of 50 and zero under yeah. the age of 30. And so it's like, and I was looking at a couple of other graphs. It's like a lot of people that are younger are asymptomatic, but still carry it. And that's the thing that I'm worried about. So I'm really glad. So they canceled yeah. school. They canceled school for us. K through 12 is canceled for at least the next two weeks um, in North Carolina. And so, so go ahead. Once, once you go online, I've been wondering about this for, like, band classes. What are you going to do? Like, how are you supposed to teach your class? Honestly, they are telling us that we can't be held responsible for any new material these kids are learning. So, like, anything that we give them is just supplementary stuff. So, like, the most that we can do is say, hey, like, we have smart music for all of our kids to say, hey, we can't make them take a test, but, like, say, hey, like, you all have smart music or subscriptions go into smart music and work on this piece. And then when we come back, eventually we'll, we'll play it in class, something like that. Just giving them some various kinds of structure. Um, yeah. But like, I can't, like, I can't do like practice logs. I can't do tests on smart music. I can't do, they, they're kind of putting that on like core teachers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Cause I've been wondering, like I'm in U band and I didn't bring my trumpet home with me. Right, so yeah. So, like... There are kids that didn't bring know. their instruments home. Yeah. Some of them can't. Some of them couldn't fit a euphonium on a tuba. Or could fit a euphonium you on a... Couldn't fit a euphonium on a Euphonium tuba. on a bus is what I meant, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I know that my school... Uh, Solon schools were supposed to shut down on Tuesdays when Ohio is shutting down all schools, but they announced 
about three hours ago that they're closing tomorrow, but they said that students can go, will get an email about times that they can go back to get any stuff that they need from the school before yeah. they're online indefinitely. Now, one thing that our school is doing, or at least our school district is doing, is that um, anyone that doesn't have internet access can come by the school between a certain amount of time tomorrow and pick up supplemental materials on paper for their kids. And hmm. they're also still going to be making lunch um, for kids if they want to come pick it up. So kids that, you know, their only meals of the day come from school will still be able to get that from the school, which I think is That's amazing. Good. Because we do have. Yeah, that's what. I know Chapel Hill, Carborough City Schools are doing the same thing. They are setting up feeding stations for breakfast right. and lunch for kids who couldn't get it otherwise. Right. And we'll do the same, which I think is great. Mm hmm. So, but, you know, things are just crazy. I'm going to be. But, like, it's, not, it's work from home, but at the same time, it's like all I can really do is grade. I can't work on, I can't assign assignments to kids. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really monitor their practice time from here. It's, it's just kind of all up in the air. So, and then there's just like general anxieties with, you know, the state of the world right now. <laughs> hey, China and Italy are starting to slowly recover. And that's what I'm, ho I'm hoping that we all are taking this seriously enough, early enough, to stem the tide enough to, so and so it doesn't overload our healthcare system and stop the spread from, you know, people that are vulnerable. So, that's my hope. Maverick, how are you feeling? So far, so good. I, I still have a job at the moment. Uh, we still have we have suspended a lot of our operations like the house Biltmore house will not be open until will close from March 17th through the 31st but we are still offering a limited admission to the gardens to the winery basically a lot of the other areas but a lot of the restaurants being closed as well um, so it, it was definitely a stressful week once everything started rolling down because it's a it's a pretty big tourist attraction in the southeast uh, I think the straw the broke camel's back was when Disneyland went because not that we're on that same level but that's probably our closest equivalent because a lot of times people call us and kind of compare us to the two like we're more like Disney World than Disneyland so once they close everybody calls for us and stuff so it definitely becomes stressful but and it's completely understood as well it's definitely a crazy time and people get very scared and so we try our best to be able to um, serve everybody as best as we can but I'm, I've been checking my emails all weekend long. It looks like it's been uh, pretty hectic, to say the least. But we're definitely trying our very best to keep everything afloat. So at the moment, they definitely need somebody to help work. So I'll be there as much as I can. You said you got a call the other day about the granola virus, right? Yes. Someone <laughs> did ask about the granola virus. Uh, Are you all stocking up on yogurt for your parfaits? Yeah, also someone asked if they should bring their own TP for the room. <laughs> yeah, they're about to go built more and just, like, snatch all of that. There's a restaurant <laughs> in my hometown that earlier today, before uh, the governor announced that he was shutting all restaurants down, um, 
said they had a sign outside the restaurant that said one free square of toilet paper with every meal. But I don't know how that's going to change, though, especially with this new recommendation for 50 guests, because our suspension of some of the operations came in response to Governor Cooper's uh, recommendation to limit to 100. So I don't know how limiting it to 50 might even change that further. Because I know, mm-hmm. I mean, there are several departments that have definitely just the workers can be up to 50 people at a time. So I'm going to probably have to keep my phone available all tonight and tomorrow just to see if we get any alerts. Aaron, how's Cleveland? It's fine. Um, I haven't really done too much. We moved Andrew out of his dorm this morning. Um, like out, out? Yes. Like, checked him out. Um, Ohio State is making everyone move out of their dorms by, I believe... This Thursday or Friday. Um, it's been quite the emotional half a week for me. Because once I booked my flight home, I realized that that might be the last time that I leave Chapel Hill as a student. And the last time that I see a lot of people for an indefinite period of time. That's really Which, weird. Yeah. I was yeah, really I didn't looking even forward. Think about it like that. Yeah, I was really looking forward to seeing y'all too. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, true. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Um. So on Friday, before my flight left, I took a long walk around campus by myself to just take everything in. I tell you what, man. I remember the last time I left campus, man. And I, I was, I did it to myself because I walked around campus and I was just playing Caroline in my mind on Spotify on repeat. And yeah, I, was a, I was a I was a mess. I was a mess, man. <laughs> I was a mess. I was enough of a mess without listening to that. I'm happy I did not for it, it was, that exact reason. Uh, that song when that like if you're like in your feels and you're like, let me listen to Caroline oh, in my mind, it, it's a hundred percent rap immediately. It hurts me <laughs> it's so much. It hurts. Like, that's that snotty cry. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know you care, though. That's like... That's that real love right there. Mm-hmm. I will say, a lot of people have been saying... Like, seniors have been saying that they're upset about missing, like, a lot of senior events. Personally, I don't think that's very important to me. Like, obviously, I'm sad to an extent that I'm missing bar golf, and I'm missing the bell tower climb, and I'm, in all likelihood, missing commencement... But, like, I don't know. Bar golf is bar golf. I already have friends that I can go out to drink with if I wanted to. The bell tower climb is sad, but you can climb the bell tower on game days. I'm more sad about missing the experiences with people than I am missing the experiences. Yeah. Carla and I never got to do bar golf, so we are, if you stay in the region we are planning on like figuring out our own little bar golf to do <laughs> so i would be down yeah yeah i mean real life stuff and hopefully everyone listening is uh okay and healthy and uh taking the proper precautions um just because these are unprecedented times and you know it's a lot to deal with but 
you know, you got to keep reminding yourself, like I do, that, you know, we'll make it through okay. I, I At least I believe we will. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, like a lot of the countries that did end up taking major precautions are starting to recover. I'm hoping this is a situation where we quote-unquote overreact now when we look back and it's like, well, it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. That is mm-hmm. the best case scenario right now. I would love for that to be the case. Somebody told me that earlier. They were like, I really, like, I wonder if this is a media, like, hysteria kind of thing, if this is overreacting. I was like, I would love for this to be, I would be more than happy if this was an overreaction, genuinely, because that means that it's not as serious as we thought and we don't have to deal with those kinds of different sets of consequences. I'd rather deal with the embarrassment of saying, oh, I overreacted when all of this stuff was going on 10 years from now than, you know, panning the fact that we didn't do enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. would rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather exactly. do too much than That's the whole point. That's the whole point of the reaction is that you react in the way we're reacting so it becomes an overreaction. Right. Because we're never going to know if it was an overreaction or not. But if we underreact, we're going to know for sure. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet about that earlier today, and that really hit, struck me. Stephen A. made that same point on first take. I mean, he made that same exact point. And I was like, I really appreciate somebody in the media, like a prominent figure in the media, saying that um, on sports television nonetheless. So. Speaking of media, they might have to give Bomani his show back. For Bomani real. For real. <laughs> we need that Michael Jordan doc. I know. It's like, why are you holding that, man? Just go <laughs> ahead and drop it now. Star Wars Episode Nine dropped early. Y'all hear something? <laughs> How rude. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, Mulan got pushed back. Um, New Mutants, which I am still positive is never coming out, got pushed back. It again. is the Bigfoot of the movie industry. We've like, seen it, but only in blurry pictures. <laughs> a lot of this isn't funny. New Mutants getting pushed back again is hilarious. You gotta find the, <laughs> you gotta find the humor in this stuff. I like. I don't think it's ever coming out. I don't think it's going to happen. I remember back in the day when I saw the first tra- trailer for it, or like they had like a teaser for it. Do you remember? Yeah, I, it was a, a time in my life where I was worrying, like worrying about exams and papers, <laughs> things of that nature. <laughs> and now look at us. <laughs> All right, what else do we have? <sighs> I just got a long email from one of my professors about what is happening going forward with the class. So I am reading through that. Basically, things are moved back. Exam is take home. The rest is a question mark. And I still haven't heard from my other professor. The G League could cancel the season soon. G League franchises are expecting to cancel their seasons soon. Also, shouts to everybody who are in sports jobs that no longer have jobs. Mm-hmm. And a lot yes. of waiters and bartenders and waiters and waitresses and bartenders are out of work now as well with a lot of places closing their doors. And, you know, I, I mean, I've extended this offer to a lot of people, but if you have, if there's any kind of support that 
you know, I'm a band teacher, I'm a band director, but if there's any kind of, you know, emotional support or like any kind of like somebody needs somebody to talk to or um, if I need to drive you a, a roll of toilet paper, no, I got you. I will drop it off on your doorstop and run. And <laughs> discreet packaging. Discreet packaging, yes. <laughs> A box that says definitely not a roll of toilet paper on it. <laughs> definitely not a single roll of toilet paper. <laughs> yep. Why are people buying up all the toilet paper? I don't get it. I feel like one person bought all the toilet paper and then everyone had to buy all the toilet paper. Well, it's I think people like are worried that they're not going to be... I think, yeah, but I think people are worried that they're not going to be able to leave their house for a long time. Or, like, they're going to choose not to. Like, I know my grandma hasn't left her apartment since Tuesday. But, like, grocery stores are still going to be open because you can't just, like, not have food available. Yeah. But I think people are worried that it's going to get to the point where they don't feel safe leaving their house at all. So they want to stock up on everything possible up until that point. I went to Amazon the other day, and it was like, Cottonelle, we can deliver this to you in April. Like. What are y'all? <laughs> what is happening? You're trying to charge me sixty eight dollars for some toilet paper? No, we aren't. We aren't doing that. But I heard a pro tip the other day is um, to go to like Asian grocery stores and Asian markets because people aren't going there because they're super racist and they are fully stocked on everything. <laughs> my my parents went and to not a only Spanish- are they fully stocked, but they do. They do need our support because people are being racist, so they're having less business right now. Right, yeah. And also, you can make your own Purell with isopropyl alcohol and aloe. And don't use Tito's or they will come to you. They will break social distancing to come for you. (laughs) (laughs) You can use Everclear, though. Tito's is not about y'all using their vodka for hand sanitizer. Just wash your hands. I did not realize that people were disaverse to washing their hands. Yeah, you never really realize it until you uh, you go somewhere and you go to the men's bathroom and you have to wait to use the sink. Because <laughs> people are actually using it. <laughs> Like y'all were just y'all really, really were just out here being nasty in public. Uh huh. Exposing. I'm surprised we don't all have like the most robust immune systems of anybody because apparently we were just being exposed to all the things. I mean, we went through the Carolina plague. If you ever stepped, if you ever stepped foot in CFD, odds are you're immune to coronavirus. <laughs> That's all it takes. Going to CFD once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you touch, if you ever written the bull, uh, the mechanical bull, you are going to live until you're 150. <laughs> Nothing can get you at that point. <laughs> you ride that bull with the family tradition in your hand. You're good. You are set. <laughs>